Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 3rd of February. Police are investigating satanic links to the theft of human remains from a graveyard in Victoria. Two human heads have been stolen from two graves at Footscray Cemetery while a third was damaged. Nothing of value has reportedly been stolen during the horrific thefts, but what was left behind has baffled authorities, with reports that police have found a crucifix, candles and letters to say Criminologist Xanthi Mallet has told Channel 7 she's never seen anything like it in Australia. When people have thought that somebody has been possessed by the devil, I've seen that in the UK. I've never seen any satanic cult activity in Australia. Um, it's interesting that apparently some of the symbols that have been left around these mausoleums um, appear to be satanic in nature. Security efforts have now been ramped up amid fears the offenders could strike again. To the latest on COVID now, and the Therapeutic Goods Administration has changed its advice on how to correctly use rapid antigen tests. We're now being urged not to eat, drink, smoke, brush your teeth or chew gum for around 10 to 30 minutes before collecting saliva for the test, as it could provide an incorrect result. Meantime, there are conflicting predictions from some of our nation's leading medical experts on on what will happen next with COVID in Australia. Chief Medical Officer Professor Paul Kelly warning the end is not in sight while speaking at a Senate inquiry, saying health authorities are preparing for a new Omicron wave that could sweep Australia this winter. While other experts, including epidemiologist Professor Tony Blakely, believes we should follow the lead of Denmark and France, who have now dropped nearly all COVID restrictions. I think it is time where they are to be reducing restrictions, and I think... We're not far away from on the east coast of Australia. Our numbers are coming down. The infection rates are certainly much lower. The hospital numbers are starting to track down. So I think this is the uh, direction to move in. That audio, thanks to 10. Concerns are continuing over COVID spreading across our aged care sector and why so many elderly and vulnerable residents still have not received vaccine boosters. It comes following confirmation 560 people across the aged care sector have died with COVID during the country's latest Omicron wave. Here is Caroline Smith from the United Workers' Union. So we need to see the booster rolled out as a matter of urgency. We need to deal with the staffing crisis in aged care so that uh, people are getting the quality care they deserve. Staff need uh, PPE and staff needs rats tests. A new report has claimed Queensland's health system is struggling to cope with an influx of COVID cases as the state records another deadly day. 16 people died in Queensland with COVID yesterday, including a child under 10. The Courier-Mail has revealed 405 Category 1 elective surgeries, which are some of the most urgent, have had to be delayed, with COVID impacting both patients and health staff, leading to major shortages. Meantime, senior health authorities have apologised to millions of residents across rural and regional New South Wales for inadequate health services. The admission follows a long-running parliamentary inquiry which found evidence of regrettable patient experiences and outcomes. The 700 submissions from regional towns including Dubbo, Lismore and Gunnedah heard of hospitals without doctors, a lack of basic supplies like Panadol and antibiotics, children delivered on the side of road 
roads and years waiting for basic treatment. The inquiry found COVID has worsened the health crisis in rural areas, with the New South Wales government now promising to take much-needed action. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To WA and hundreds of staff and students have been forced into isolation with COVID spreading across a number of schools. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has more from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Hundreds of students and staff are in isolation this morning as WA records its first COVID cases in three schools. Winterfold Primary in Beaconsfield was the first to record a COVID case after a teacher tested positive. That's forced 55 colleagues and 20 27 students into two weeks quarantine, while a positive infection attended a Year 12 orientation program at Harrisdale Senior High with a note sent out to parents. Corpus Christi in Bateman is the final school to join the list after a student tested positive. It comes as WA Health investigates the links of two of yesterday's 17 new locally acquired infections and contact tracing continues to determine potential exposure sites. And to Queensland and the Non-State Schools Accreditation Board will meet today with a controversial contract at a Brisbane Christian College top of the agenda. Mel Blomley has this report from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. Almost a week ago, City Point Christian College said it required parents to sign a contract that states their kids will stick to the gender on their birth certificate and denounce homosexuality. It sparked outrage, including from the Education Minister. She said the Human Rights Commission would look into complaints and if they complied with the state's human rights laws. But the school's principal is standing firm and has sparked further uproar by extending the contract signing date by a fortnight to Feb 21. A video was sent to parents on Tuesday night to try and reassure families the college doesn't judge students on the basis of sexuality or gender identity. The state's non-state schools accreditation board is looking into the contracts and to see if the college was in breach of a requirement that students be treated equally. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Some good news for borrowers with the RBA boss Phil Lowe accepting interest rates could increase this year, but rejecting the idea of four increases in 2022. Yes, he wants to play a patient game. So Dr Lowe, speaking at the National Press Club yesterday, conceded interest rates could rise this year, painting a picture of a strongly growing economy with inflation eventually falling as supply chain problems dissipate. But happily, he strongly disagreed with those economists who tipped four interest rate rises this year. Let's see what happens. And Peter also making news today in the business and finance world. The major shareholder of Crown Resorts, James Packer, is fighting a Royal Commission recommendation that he sells his shares in the casino business. Yeah, last year the Victorian Royal Commission said Mr Packer should reduce his shareholding of Crown to 5% if the company was to retain its gambling licence. But now his lawyers are arguing before the WA Royal Commission that this demand is inappropriate as Mr Packer's company will have no influence over the business that soon should be owned by the US company Blackstone. But if he sells his stake, he will pocket around, wait for it, 3.3% billion dollars. Wow, that's nice. Now, also today, Peter, lots of roller coaster rides with the stock market of recent days, but it seems it may be behind us with Wall Street up overnight for the fourth day in a row, and our market is expected to rise again today. 
Yeah, our market is up four days in a row as well, and the futures market tips another positive opening day today. But what happened to all the negativity that had stock players panicking last week? Well, first, the RBA governor is pouring cold water on lots of interest rate rises this year, and in the US, tech companies that were out of favour are back in favour after the big names like Google's Alphabet reported much better than expected. Peter, thank you. Cheers. Time for sport now with Hamish Finlay and Hamish, our first ever curling team. Whoever knew what curling was before the Winter Games made history last night? How did they go? Yes, morning, Tasha. I've been doing a lot of research on this one. <laughs> Certainly a historic moment watching the mixed doubles duo of Tana Gill and Dean Hewitt take to the ice. They put up a real fight against the USA too, but fell just short, losing 6-5. It's a round robin though, so they're back in action again today against China. Here's Tali speaking to seven. Every game's going to be a tight battles so we just got to bring our a game every time and yeah just be mentally strong throughout the whole whole game well there has been a covid scare in the aussie team an official has been identified as a close contact and is now isolating and speaking of COVID, Hamish, how are our major footy codes preparing for the season ahead? Not long to go now. No, not at all. Uh, well, in the NRL first, charter flights are set to return to us as part of the uh, game's COVID protocols. The league reckons it's got enough money to cover the huge cost of flying teams interstate on private jets, while players are calling for more common sense measures to be adopted. They've already had enough of the current bubble-like restrictions. That includes bans on household gatherings and no visits to pubs and clubs. As for the AFL, it's received a potential fixture boost as it works out how to tackle WA's hardline border closure. Premier Mark McGowan hinting he might just let clubs fly in and out of his state. We've worked on this for the last two years. We've made it work each year in a very, very safe way. And you might recall uh, Western Australia saved the AFL season last year. We saved the AFL. Great grand final, held with a full crowd in a very safe environment. And just quickly, Tash, the Women's Ashes series continues today with the first of the one-dayers in Canberra. Hamish, thank you. Thank you, Tash. And an incredible story out of the US with a toddler saving his entire family from a house fire. Kayla and Nathan Dahl were recovering from COVID and has lost their sense of smell when their two-year-old approached their bed in the middle of the night saying, hot. His mother Kayla assumed he was too warm in his PJs, but looked up to see a wall of flames coming from the lounge room, alerting the rest of the family before escaping. Toddler Brandon is now being praised as a hero and a GoFundMe page has been set up after the home was destroyed in the blaze. Incredible. Well done to Brandon. And that's all you need to notice your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.